by the time we get him in care in June, JR's going to be out of school. And I'm like, shit. (laughs) And welcome back to the Riley Black Project with Crystal and John. Hey. How's it going? It's going. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So. So. What's new? Um, still coursing it up. Yep. Yep. Still having (laughs) difficulties and, you know, some things are getting easier. Some things are just not getting easier. Um, but yeah, I really didn't love this module, this third week. Mm. So we're in the third week now. Um, I didn't love it. I was not proud of the final product um, and had already kind of like planned that like next round I'm going to redo it basically is what I had told myself. Uh, And then one person watched it today and they said it was great and it's all coming together and they (laughs) loved it. And I was like, oh. Okay, you're, well. You're always your own worst critic. I know, I know. And I just, I'm always worried about that day that I'm going to be right, that it really right. does suck. Right. Because, <laughs> and I I wish, I feel like I've said this before, but I wish my brain could see what other people see. Mm-hmm. I can't, though. I just see all of the, like, that it didn't turn out how I wanted it right. to. So that's all I can see, no matter, no matter what and i and again because i don't have like a beginner's brain anymore mm-hmm. it's hard for me to see how it would be helpful to someone right. who is right. because i'm not right and so to me a lot of it seems like you've already covered this six times or mm-hmm. yes they do know how to do that cuz you showed them already and right. it's like well do they right you know so it's just it's 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 tough, <laughs> but right. um, still, I still have the best students ever, and still going with the flow. So we're about, I mean, we're basically halfway through. Um, if they were tier one, they have two more weeks. Um, mm-hmm. If they were tier three, they have three. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, it's on the it's, horizon. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's, it's going, it's going well. Nothing is perfect, so I'm just kind of taking it in stride and doing the absolute best I can and going with the flow. Yeah, and part of that flow is trying to find someone to watch these boys. (laughs) Man, it has been hard. And, like, I guess it should be because, I mean, you're finding someone to care for your children. I mean, yes, it should be, but also not in the way that it it is now. It's hard, yeah. Because the problem is people are are those that do respond to what is it an ad or whatever yeah so well okay so here's what we did first we looked for um i kind of like posted on my local pages see if there's like recommendations Mm -hmm. um you know looking for someone because again all i'm looking for at this point is someone to help out about adult supervision 10 hours a week Exactly. Like they one one nanny or babysitter like asked me like oh, what duties do you expect? And I literally told them keep them alive. 
That's right. that's all I really expect of you. Like, sure, don't, you know, there's a lot of, like, don'ts, but, like, mm-hmm. uh, just entertain them and make sure they're not hurting themselves. Right. While I am in my office, either with the door closed, recording, or, you know, working and focusing 100% on work, not half on what does he have, is he hungry, what is JR watching, you know, like that kind of stuff. So we started, well, we is too many people. I started <laughs> posting in like Facebook groups. I posted on my local Facebook page and I'd kind of find like someone and then it either was like I got weird vibes mm-hmm. or um, their availability wasn't that great or they wanted to watch them at their house and I want them to stay here right. um, for many reasons. One, because, you know, Jackson is pain in the butt right now and doesn't want to take a bottle um formula or formula or breast frozen. milk <laughs> um and then you know jr gets home after jackson and i want care to start before jr even gets home right so you know driving them even if they're 15 minutes away that's 30 minutes there and 30 minutes back and now i've already lost an hour right so, um, yeah, I really needed someone to just come here and literally just entertain them for a couple hours, and I couldn't find that. And so then I um, I went a couple different avenues, and then I looked up like, oh, there was like a there was a babysitting agency, and they said like everything about their site said South Florida, mm-hmm. and they had all these sitters in South Florida. And then you had to fill out this long-ass questionnaire. I was so mad. So mad. (laughs) I filled out this long-ass questionnaire because they tell you, be thorough in your responses. Tell us everything we need to know. So I'm trying my best to be super thorough. And then you have to, like, text them, like, your request. And when you text them your request, it has to be, you know, I'm so-and-so. I'm in this neighborhood. I right. My kids are this old. I need this and this and this. And so, like, it was a lot. And then they texted me back, and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. We don't have any sitters in your in your area. And I was All like... All that just for that. Excuse me? Right. <laughs> I was like, well, you might want to make that a little bit more clear on right. your site. I was like, because everything says South Florida... And I'm South Florida, so I just assumed that those people were willing to travel right? because, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was like, maybe you should list, like, you know, covered cities or mm-hmm. whatever. Or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, have the search option before right. all of that. Exactly. And she's like, oh, no, we currently only have, like, two people in your area, and they're really more for date nights. And I was like... I was like, okay, cool. Well, we need that too. I was right. like, so we'll are are mind. those two people like available for for date nights? And she was like, let me check and get back to you. And of course, They're do you not. think she did? No, oh, she did she not get, get back, back to me. Yeah. So yeah, it was just it, there was that, and then I had looked up like care dot com. Um, care dot com was like forty dollars a month, or like I don't know, sixty to a hundred and something a mm-hmm. year. Um, and I'm like, you know, in the beginning, I didn't want to pay all that. And I was like, right. so when I tried every other avenue besides that, and that didn't work, I was like, fine, I'll pay the $40. Because again, <coughs> so we tried to find someone to come into the house and local. And then we were like, uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. right, he's awake. Um, and then we tried to find a daycare. And we did. It's the same 
staff as where JR used to go, but right. it's a different location. Right. Um, and so he's on the wait list for that for June, but I need something now until right. June. And then the other thing I realized is that by the time we get him in care in June, JR is going to be out of school. Oh, and I'm right. like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so finally signed up for care.com and the uh, first applicant I get has like, I don't even know how many one star reviews, mm. like terrible reviews. Right. Like on paper, she looked great. I was like, Oh, this is perfect. She was a college student, had super flexible schedule. But then you read the reviews. And then I read the reviews and I was like, not so much. Cool. <laughs> okay. And then, the next one seems super promising, and I wrote her, uh, she applied for the job, because I did a job posting. Because mm-hmm. I actually attempted to contact, like, kind of cold call people. Right. I, ended, I tried messaging a couple people, and they were either unavailable or, like, kind of backed out on us. Mm. And then that's when I listed the, the job. And then I had two the two applicants, the first one who had terrible reviews, then the second one who I responded and I was like, Hey, let me know, you know, your, your rate and availability. And they read it because the stupid app of anxiety tells you that they read it (laughs) and what time they read it and that she didn't respond. So, um, thankfully several more people, um, ended up responding, and we have one person coming. We did like kind of a phone interview, um, <coughs> and she is coming f- for like a trial mm. um, next Monday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm fingers crossed because you know we had Sue before, and right. it, it just it didn't work in one sense because. We were always sick, and we still are. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still have this cold, and we kept waiting until we weren't sick, and it's not happening. <laughs> that like someone always has a cold, or and now like at this point we don't know like is it allergies? Is it still this lingering right. cough? Am I still contagious? Like and so and then it it was hard because yeah, because Jr. wasn't comfortable with her, mm-hmm. and so then I had like it didn't end up being helpful because then I had all of this anxiety about, okay, she's here helping me, but now JR is uncomfortable in his safe space. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if JR and Jackson like this next one coming on Monday. We'll see if we like them. Right. We'll both be home. But we actually yeah. plan to use this as an opportunity to work on the garage. Right. Because uh, we're on the list for, when is it, June? July? June. June, June July, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you so know, we got to so get that, it ready. Yeah, because work is going to be started. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what's going on in, in our world is looking for care and help because yeah. I literally can't manage it all myself like right. I'm, I'm doing so but there's definitely things that are falling through the track through the cracks. yeah through the cracks and oh, tracks i'm thinking of like mm, jr which is all he talks about is train tracks um but you know things are falling through and like 
Um, I think I mentioned last week that I got my first 20 cents charge on Etsy because it meant I didn't have any sales that day. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I've had some really good days since then. It's just kind of like up and down and I haven't released a new file Mm -hmm. in forever. Oh, speaking of, I'm way behind on sending the monthly file um, to Patreon to our patrons. Mm -hmm. So... I will do that tomorrow. Speaking of our patrons. And speaking of our patrons, those people waiting for files, (laughs) your names are. (laughs) I mean, some of these people aren't waiting for files because they're like people like Will and Mark who don't need my files. But they get them anyway. Hey, nice you have. never know. Yeah. You never know if they need it. <laughs> um, okay, so we have Renee Valenti. Valenti? I hate saying people's last names, but I kind of feel like I need to say more than their first name. Right. Um, our homie Emily. I'm not going to say her last name. <laughs> um, Amanda. I think that's Amanda Levitt. It doesn't say. It actually just oh. says Amanda. So I'm pretty Here's sure that's Amanda. our homie Amanda Levitt. Amanda Levitt. Uh, Andrea Long, Keith Betterson, Josie Landon, Jenna Stearns, Tara Robison. She actually just, I don't know if I've mentioned it already, but she just purchased her Mira upgrade. Oh. So that's exciting. Uh, we have Mark Collier, mm-hmm. Crystal Squared, Kathy Ray, MJ Torres, Ryan Schultz, and Will Louie. And as always, thank you all. Yes. For your you support. You are amazing. Um, we look forward to having you guys be able to see us. Because, I mean, we can't see you. But right. you'll be able <laughs> to see us um, once we get into the studio. And, yeah. And everything. That should be fun. Um, we and need to reschedule another live since that, since that last one didn't happen. And then the impromptu fizzled one. out. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah. Just um, you know, it's it's great to see where this is growing to, and yeah, and um, we have big plans for the future. Yes. Um, and oh, and I posted yeah. in the group. Um, but so we just recently passed twelve thousand downloads mm-hmm. and had a four hundred and thirty-six download week, which is insane. Bananas. Um, but we are asking that if you haven't reviewed us already on apple Podcasts. i'm not yes. sure if any of the other ones have or like, wh- whatever review capabilities right. if you can review us um, wherever you yeah. listen to us so if you haven't please already do. please leave us a review um if you love us please tell us if you don't love <laughs> us i guess you can tell us if you want to <laughs> Yeah. But if you don't hey, love us, I'm assuming listen, you're probably listen, not if listening. You don't, if you don't love us, please let us know in the review why you don't love us. Yeah. So that we can, you know, adjust and, you know, see what's, see what's yeah, what. Yeah, true. true. You know, Constructive criticism. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a review is a review. Yeah. So today we have um, a, a baby who doesn't sleep. Right. And we also have a um amazon handmade person which is pretty cool yeah i'm kind of i'm intrigued in this one to find out like you know like how she got into amazon right yeah like i mean i personally didn't even know amazon had like a handmade like 
like option. section or yeah. option and like and kind of like maybe you know some insight as to like how that works how it works yeah you know if it's like a um i don't know like an etsy or mm-hmm. i guess shopify is your own yeah your own website so right. Not Shopify, but if it's like, you know, like an Etsy or yeah. maybe even like an eBay type thing. How hard or, it is to get into. Yeah, or like, yeah. you know, just, just kind of like like what it is because I've never um, even thought of that as an option. Yeah. For, you know, mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what she has to say. And um, I guess we'll be right back. We'll get her on the phone and I'm going to try to uh, put this guy down. Cool. Wish me luck. <laughs> Good luck. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, just wanted to remind you to check us out on Patreon where you can get Friday access to episodes, shoutouts, and free files depending on your tier. And if you aren't already, follow us at The Riley Black Project on Instagram and join the group on Facebook where you can give us show ideas, critiques, and meet new people from the community. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate, review. Let us know how we're doing. Now, back to the show. And we're back with our guest, Dana Midkiff. Good job. See? Hi, Dana. Told you I wouldn't mess it up. <laughs> Hi. How's how it going? How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. We're doing good. We're not running too around bad. with good. our head cut off. Yeah, but we're doing good. <laughs> the baby w- did not want to go down today, yeah. so that was fun. You know, right before he's right. always. He, yes. I swear he always does it on Mondays. Only on Mondays. He's like, he knows we record. Day. Yeah, I he gotta, knows we record. I gotta throw things off. Yeah. <laughs> Mondays are hard. I get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Mondays is like your Sunday. My John's. yes, my Sunday, yeah, yeah, because I'm he's off, off Sunday, Sunday Monday, but yeah. it's still so it's my last off. day off, yeah. and I start my work week tomorrow. Yeah, so tell us a little bit. Uh, we both have coughs too, yeah. so oh, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're so tell fun. us a little bit about you know your background, how you found yeah. us, um, that kind yeah. of stuff. Tell us about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I am new kind of to the laser world, um, mm-hmm. but stepping back a little bit, um, I am a handmade business owner. I started my business in 2013, okay. um, and in, in that time period, I was where a lot of probably your listeners are, mm-hmm. just kind of doing this as a side hustle. Um, right. It started off to uh, pay off some credit card bills and just kind of um, try to make a little bit of a better <laughs> of a better situation for my family. I had a 18 month old and a six month old at home at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was like, how can we just, um, yeah, make this a little bit better. But right. I was a CPA. I was working, um, 60 hours a week during tax Ugh. season. And then, um, kind of starting this little side hustle on the, on the back end. Um, and it kind of just grew. I realized now kind of after the fact mm-hmm. that I've kind of always been an entrepreneur, like looking back, I just always had a thing going. Yeah. Um, but not until, not until I got a couple years into this and it really blew up and people are like, Dana, how did you do this? And it's like, Oh, well, I've kind of been doing it all along. Right. But, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what did you, so, what were you selling for your side hustle in 2013? Like, what did you start with? It is the same thing I'm still selling now, and it's, it's impressive. Door reads, yes. Nice. Yep. Wow. Yeah, but it, it kind of, um, jumping forward a little bit in the story, but it, it moved forward um, into door hangers. And mm. so for many, many years, we had someone cutting those for us. Right. And then we would just add them, add to, stuff to them, yeah. make them pretty, et cetera. Right. Um, and so we finally got to the point where um, I, I, my, my business has grown um, 
hugely exponentially. And part of the reason we're doing this um, podcast is because my, my forte has become Amazon Handmade, mm, uh, right. which is a, a kind of a venture off from Etsy. Uh, but in doing that, I have grown to a multi-seven-figure business, lots nice. of employees. Wow. So we finally got to the point where it's like, okay, we need to be cutting these things ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got introduced to the whole laser world and, and all of the people that, that you run around with and yeah. and have conversations with daily who... Right. Um, are newbies to the laser world like me, mm-hmm. but are newbies to entrepreneurship and growing their handmade business. Right. And those are, those are my people now that I love just um, one inspiring, but two, just talking to and helping work through those hurdles Challenges, and everything yeah. that it takes. Yes. Uh, to grow to a place where um, I was eventually able to quit my job um, in 2017. So I've been doing this full time for five years now. Nice. Um, we have, we have multiple warehouses, lots of employees, like it's, awesome. it's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy how that happens too. Cause like, I mean, even just where we are, this is never, ever what we could have yeah, imagined. We were, oh, we were yes. just talking about it last night. As a yeah. matter of fact, we were um, up until almost like three or four in the morning just yeah, talking just, about just talking all of it about, and talking yes. about the future and mm-hmm. our future yeah. plans yes. and everything. So I've had lots of conversations with handmade people that um, you, sometimes it starts just because you need an outlet. Like yeah. most of us were probably crafty at some point. Right. Yeah. I've um, always been crafty. Yeah. There's, there's definitely kind of a struggle when it gets to the place. And a lot of people have laser businesses that just like, skyrocket and right. you don't really know what to do with that and I was definitely somebody who like I went to I went and got my accounting degree like yeah. I came out of school with with a four-year college degree um <laughs> doing something that I'm not doing right. anymore you know I, yeah, obviously I it to, helped I have a four-year of my bachelor's in finance and I absolutely hate yes. finance and I have an yes. accountant now to do it for me a hundred percent yes yes so that that um mental shift has been definitely something that um, I have worked through, but I mm-hmm. see like newbies kind of working through it. Like, okay, now I'm doing something that I never thought I would be doing, but Hey, there's actually like freedom and happiness. In yeah. This, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. The freedom is the best part. And John, you know, he still has his regular Nine, job yeah. and he's yeah. been, <laughs> which is actually what started the conversation was I noticed a lot lately, you know, he was like, uh, two day, my two day weekend isn't long enough or, um, mentioning like having the freedom to be able to just do something in the middle of the day or be home when, you know, our son gets off the bus and like that kind of stuff. And so I asked him, I was like, you know, you've been kind of dropping those, you know, hints about like just wanting that, that freedom, a lot lately and right. I was like have you yeah. been thinking about it and he was like yeah I've been thinking about it a lot so yeah you know we have like I have that kind of luxury but then we also are struggling with the taking care of the kids it's been yep. it, it's very hard to find um no daycares have any openings we're on a wait list and, for June um oh, wow. and yeah you know, we've tried finding like other places. They don't even, they didn't even, they put me on a wait list, but they didn't have a time frame because they're a hundred percent full. And it was until they got like staff. Right. So, um, you know, but me having that and then, you know, him not having that, it's almost, it's hard because we kind of yes. both need, you know, to be home to really be able to grow all of these different parts of our business the way we want to. 
Yes. And there's but, happiness and freedom that, comes, yeah. that just comes with being 100%. able to make that schedule. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And well, and you don't, you go from a nine to five and then you come, when you work from home, basically, or like, you know, for yourself, you end up working like 24 <laughs> seven, but oh, you yeah. work 24 oh, yeah. seven for yourself, for yourself, not yeah. for yeah. someone else. Like the yes. hard work that you're putting in, it literally like turns into more for your family, yes. not more yes. for your company. Right. <laughs> yes. That's, that's conversations that I have with a lot of people that I kind of work through. Um, I do, I do coaching like just mm. in mentor calls and whatever for uh, handmade to Amazon, but also just scaling In like general, a lot of times yeah. when people when people get my ear that's that's a lot of times that what they're trying to work through is yeah just, it's hard um, how to re- how to reconcile all of that but um yeah it's definitely a a challenge mm. uh, being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart right um, <laughs> the yeah. the risks uh are, are equal yes. to the rewards yeah um but it's definitely the nobody tells you the sleepless nights and the stress and the worries and, right um now i'm at the place where i'm like managing employees and I, I i tell everybody all the time like i did not get into this to be a manager right but now i'm having to develop a whole mm. nother set of skills that i didn't yeah. have before so always the student so how many employees do you have um right now we are at 17 i believe wow. um it fluctuates yeah based off the time of the year right, right. Um, holidays obviously and stuff. going into yes going into quarter four we we kind of ramp it up but yeah um yeah and those are um a lot of our businesses uh built off of the platform of supporting um moms Mm. Um, most of them are moms of younger children, kind of in the same situation I am. Um, the the business started out when I was still working a nine to five or a nine to seven, whatever it was during, um, tax season that most of the the growth that came in the first three years, uh, was done after 9 PM, (laughs) which is when we're recording this podcast. So like, (laughs) it takes me, it takes me back to that. Um, like we would, we, everybody would put their kids to bed and then my two or three employees would, yeah. They would all come to my house into my basement, and that's yeah. when we did the real work. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yes. So, how did you? Um, well, how long have you been? Um, I guess affiliated with Amazon or like with yeah. With how Amazon? did you get started? And then how did that start? Right. So, as I said, I started in 2013. At that point, um, I was just selling. Um, mostly like Facebook, local, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got onto Etsy. So just learning the shipping and all of the customer service it's and answering messages and all of that, <laughs> all of that I kind of had in place by the time yeah. um, I was a couple years in. Amazon mm. Handmade is a category that opened in October of 2015. So okay. I was one of the first um, shops to be on there when they nice. opened oh, wow. that category. So mm-hmm. it's not a whole other platform. That's a, that's a confusion that people have mm. and thinking like it's a whole different website. Like kind of all like of our stuff section. shows up on Amazon. Yeah. Right. But it's just a category that, that tailors to our ability to, to customize listings, right. not have UPCs, mm. etc. And so I got on that in 2015. And from there, that's really, really what like catapulted. Um, It only took two years from that point for me to be able to quit my high paying salary job um, to do this full time. So, yeah. Yes. So someone who wants to get into Amazon handmade, like what's kind of the first few steps? Yeah. So I usually tell people um, if you are, 
just starting out, I kind of made the point about like knowing my Etsy, um, mm-hmm. all of that ahead of time. Yeah. Um, I made that point because it's a, it's a foundational step that I think is important before you jump into a platform like Amazon. Like yeah. they require you and Etsy's kind of gone this direction too, but yeah. they require you to answer your messages in 24 hours. You, they track mm-hmm. your shipments as to whether or not you're shipping on time. Like if yeah. you're just starting out and you don't know what to do, if you go viral and all of a sudden get 2000 orders, oh, right. um, it's this is the Amazon is not necessarily the platform for you if you don't <laughs> if you don't have a plan you're yeah, not going to go right. viral yeah I Amazon, went viral and didn't but, even have a website yes. and that yes. was uh, yes. it was it was awful <laughs> yes. it was great but, but just, it was awful <laughs> yes and Etsy and Etsy kind of works the same way that that they now have the ability to like throttle your shop if they feel like that you're yeah. <laughs> overwhelmed mm-hmm. um, but just in general like. Get the foundations right. Understand right. how to, to talk to your customers and don't make them mad by your tone and your voice. And, yeah, right. <laughs> um, right. Answering your questions, um, answering the, the messages that they shoot back and forth. And really, it's just making sure that you can ship on time. Like mm-hmm. uh, when I started in the Etsy age, like they didn't track whether or not I shipped those things late. So mm. it was like, oh, well, one a week went out late, like no big deal. Right. Um, but now... It, it's it's kind of cool that Etsy's gone yeah. that direction of holding you to a higher standard. Right. Um, but those are things that if you're going to get onto a platform as um, robust as Amazon, yeah, um, you, you definitely have to be ready to play by their rules. Yeah. yeah. So what yes. kind of what kind um, of growth? I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but what kind of like no, you're fine. Growth did you see when you when you got onto Amazon? I mean, you got onto it as they were starting this program, but like. Yes. Like just how did you, was it like an instant bump up or like, was it a slow uptick? So the more listings kind of you have up, the better Mm, changes you are being seen. Yes. It's not so much um, like Etsy where I've heard the magical number of like having a hundred items in your shop. Etsy Mm -hmm. likes that. Amazon doesn't really work that way, but it's more that you just have more things to have people get eyeballs on. Right. And so the benefit of Amazon is that it's just exponentially larger. The the customer base is there. And so you just have a, 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 just a drastically larger number of eyeballs um, that that you're going to get to see your products and if you've done the work of and so this is kind of why back to the the foundational getting everything right like if you have really crappy photos and you're still taking photos of your items on your comforter in your bedroom maybe don't put them on amazon (laughs) drives me crazy you're not like you're listen my house is (laughs) so cluttered but i'm not gonna let you know that my house is so cluttered in my pictures right Right. and and there is a place for that in business growth Right. Don't get me wrong. And if yes. you hear me, you know that you, if you, if you're like, oh, that's still me, you're, then right. you're like, okay, maybe we'll aspire to be Dana four years from now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, so but, for us, it was, I took all my pictures outside. I didn't have to worry yeah. about what was in the background and I got the natural like shaded yep. light and yep. there's, there's ways to, to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. But you can you can have all the eyeballs on your stuff all day long on Amazon, but you've still got to sell it to them. So, right. like, just having all that stuff figured out yeah. um, or working through figuring it out as mm-hmm. your customers tell you what they're needing or questions they have, et cetera. Right. Um, just, but just be ready to, um, to approach it like a real business as opposed to just a craft. Yeah. yeah. And so how do you, how do you apply? Is there, like, certain requirements Yes. So there is an application inside of Amazon Handmade. Um, there, They pretty much have all categories available inside of um, Handmade when they first opened. There was It was just open to like 
10 or 12 types of things. Now it's pretty robust that pretty much if you make something handmade, it falls into those categories. But it mm -hmm. is what they call a juried um, application. So they're going to look at it and they're going to critique how you're answering it as opposed to um, Etsy, you just open a shop and you can start selling in 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> um, so they do, they do have an application process. And I will say the one thing, um, dealing with the laser world, there's going to be some people who are listening to this who are just digital file makers. Me. And that is not an option on Henry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's physical product. It's ma actually mailing them something. Right. Um, and it's, and it's providing an actual product that they can, that you can photograph and that they will receive. And um, so you, you fill out that application. They'll look at your answers. They're wanting to look at, are you actually handmade? Okay. And mm -hmm. they don't tell you kind of what those requirements are. Um, yeah. But some of the questions you'll answer in that application is like, well, what percentage of your item is handmade? 20%, 70%, like okay. 0%. I'm just reselling it from China. Right. <laughs> if you right. answer it that way, they're going to say, no, I'm sorry. You don't, you don't qualify, you know? Right. So, it's kind of nice that they are you, and so you're what gonna get the people who get in what would something that that's that laser yeah. made yeah. be how would you how would you assign a percentage to something like say you just have like you're selling um right. customized coasters you're getting the right. blanks and then you know you're using the laser right. like what would you what would that be I am I am answering that at a high percentage. They are not expecting you to go cut down the tree and whittle <laughs> right. the coaster yeah. and then put it in your laser. Like that's not their expectation. Yeah. But they do want to know that the handmade piece of what's going into that item is something that's yours. It's right. not okay. you but like if if I were to laser that item and then sell it to you and then you're just reselling it, your mm. answer is zero. Right. But you okay. have handmade and turned that into a handmade piece. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And people do get hung up on that. Like, yeah. okay, I have this really big piece of equipment who's really doing all the work. Um, well, does that make me not qualified? Right. No, you're totally qualified. You still have a skill here. Well, and yeah, yeah, and I mean, it depends on who you ask. Sometimes people don't think, don't consider right. laser, some laser-made items handmade right. because it's a machine right. that did it. And it's like, well, my hands designed that on <laughs> my computer or my hand drew it on Procreate. Right. Well, I thought or, it up. I thought yeah, the idea exactly. up. And, yeah. yeah. But yeah, well, some and people. ask the person who just got their laser delivered how much skill it takes like, right. to actually <laughs> yeah, get the machine that doesn't beam. do it all yeah, yourself. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, there, there's, there's definitely a knowledge piece that comes into play right. here uh, way more than just buying it. Yeah. And is there any kind of like, like how do the returns work? Do you have to have any kind of like specialty insurance or anything like that? Right. So Amazon does require business insurance um, okay. if you sell over a certain quantity per year. Um, but that's not something like just dipping your toes into. Like Amazon right. will tell you Which when you you're getting close to that limit, etc. Anyway, you should have been. Yes. When they <laughs> they kind of went through, um, it was probably six or nine months ago, and started sending out emails like, "Hey, uh, all of you all don't have your business liability um, thing on file," uh -huh. and um, so they were kind of like auditing that right. and. People were like, oh, my goodness, I don't have that. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't already have that? Like, <laughs> Scary. Yes, it's just, but it's yeah. learning. I get it. Oh, totally, me. yeah. The first two well, years. I, mean, like, even, yeah. I even knew that I needed it for a while and didn't get it because I was just starting out and right. I, I couldn't afford it. And then oh, yeah. I realized how actually inexpensive it can be. 
um, right. for business. It was a lot more inexpensive than I figured, you know, because our yeah. homeowner's insurance out here is insane in Florida because yeah. of hurricanes and all that and, you know, right. car insurance. And so I just assumed it was kind of in that, like, same category of right. expense. And I think it's like 400 or something a year's what about what I pay then yeah. it's not yeah. terrible as far as business expenses go especially for yeah. the peace of mind that you have that like protection correct, <laughs> correct. and back to your question about returns because I want to make sure I know this it's, it's something yeah that, <coughs> it's definitely something that people have concerns with so I definitely say to kind of build it into your cost mm -hmm. um, you should be doing cost analysis and pricing on your items anyways to make Regularly. sure you're not undercutting yourself yeah really big problem with handmade artists <laughs> they yes, undercharge we for, for their work um, <laughs> uh, yes for sure but um, it's, it's just going to be part of the platform the yeah. more eyeballs you get the more orders you get the, the more likelihood that it is um, going that you're going to get returns on them okay now the 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 cool part about Amazon Handmade is that it doesn't all in all aspects fall underneath just the regular Amazon returns policy where, oh, I didn't, I, I accidentally ordered this. Let me just, I just get to return it and drop it off at the UPS store. Um, it's not how it works on inside the handmade category. If it is a customized item outside of the color or the size, mm -hmm. um, you have the ability to, um, to decline that return if they are trying to return it just because they didn't like it or, um, they, you know, they changed their mind or something right. like that. You don't have to take that. So Good to know. they, they have, that's, that's kind of why this category was created, which, right. um, some people will say they did it well. Some people will say they didn't, but I'm a big proponent for the platform in general that they have given us, um, a little more leeway in understanding how our businesses are structured and how they run that. Yes, um, these are customized items, and if you have a ridiculously weird name that you ordered on your thing and you <laughs> right. decide that you didn't like it, you don't just get the right to return that because I can't resell right. it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Right. And so what, I guess, what laser pieces are you including with your wreaths? So what kind so of So we things? still just do the same door hangers that we've okay. always done. Um, we are just the ones who cut them. Uh, we are working on like a blanks side of the business. So we, nice. we bought a uh, really large, um, expensive laser. So uh -huh. it, it Which does, one? it does a, we have a Trotec 400. Nice. Um, so it has a pretty big bed on it. Um, so like a lot of the people who do the rounds, uh -huh. we've gotten into some people who have, who have messaged us and asked, Hey, can you just give me a bunch of rounds? And I'm like, right. sure, I can do that. Cause my machine fits it. Right. Um, so we found a little niche in there of the people who have glow forges and stuff who don't have a bed size mm -hmm. big enough to, to cut the big basic right. background pieces of theirs. Um, we do that, but realistically that's just kind of a, a sub well, and thing. It's kind of cool that, um, I mean, I guess you've come full circle in the fact that you used to have somebody make your blanks yes. for you and now you're right. making blanks for others. Correct. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. So it's, it's, it, we're still kind of just dipping our toes into all of the things that, that it can do and offer and, um, but we stay so busy with our orders anyways that it's like, okay, well, right. let's just keep doing what we do. Right. And when we get time, we get to make new pretty things. So how long ago did you get your first laser? Um, we got it in May of last year. Okay. And what yep. was it? What do you mean? What was it? Which laser? It's the Trotec. It's, oh, Speedy same Trotec? Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, we, yeah, we oh, just jumped went right big. in. Nice. Yep. Which is smart because right a lot of people, yes. I mean, depending, it all depends on your situation and kind of like yes, absolutely. who you are. So I know yes. me and I always say that I couldn't have 
where I was in that point, I couldn't have right. jumped into a huge laser. One, Correct. because right. we didn't have the money and I didn't know if I was going to like it, going right. to use it because, right. you know, John and I were, we can be good at having like these huge plans and goals. And then when it comes down to it, we don't actually use it as much as we thought we were, we hoped right. we would or or whatever. And so I didn't have, you know, the ability to spend so much on a huge laser if I didn't know it was going to work out. But if you have that base and you're already, you know, say you start yes. with blanks and your blanks are doing well, yes, buy, I always tell people, buy the, the biggest, fastest laser that you can fit and afford, like right. in your space. Because yes. You will, if you are successful with something like a Glowforge, you're going to outgrow it. Like in, in yes. some people outgrow it in a couple weeks, but you, yes. more often <laughs> a couple months. Yes. <laughs> and it's hard because now there's, you know, with the supply chain and everything, there's a long delay. So right. Right. start sooner than later. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's it. We definitely approached it different, I think, than probably most of your listeners, just because we were so established right. in business already. We just yeah. chose mm. to take over that piece of um of something that we were outsourcing. So right. um we, we definitely have that benefit of we, we did not grow with different size lasers. We mm -hmm. just went with what we knew that we could um make the best out of quickly. Yeah. So how did you know, um, as as a business growing, um, you know, into have adding employees into the mix? How did you know you were ready to make that move? And then how how nerve wracking, if at all, was it to <laughs> to to like delegate now, you know, your your personal project? Right, yeah. right. In the beginning, it was very very difficult. Most entrepreneurs are like control freaks like mm -hmm. you have built Me. this from the ground up <laughs> and you do not yeah. want you do not believe that you could ever give a piece of that um, to anybody else that could do it just as good as you can but you actually can and sometimes the, the freedom comes in that they may actually be able to do it better than you um, so in the beginning um, it came out of necessity I was working a full-time job I had two babies yeah. and I started getting enough orders that it was like Hey, my friend from church, uh, you want to come and work with for, for me for two hours <laughs> right. um, a week? You know, yeah. like I just, right. I'm drowning in orders. Yeah. And she's like, great. Um, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. I'd love a little bit of extra money. And so it was more that I, the in, original intent was just to give her the easy pieces, you know, cutting ribbon or um, different things. But as people watched me come up with the new ideas, they were a piece of the new idea. Mm -hmm. They were a piece of the new design. They were a piece of, um, how it evolved. And right. so it was no longer something that was just me. Yeah. And a big um, kind of eye-opening thing when I tell people um, that they get surprised to hear now, but to kind of give you a goal and a, and a realization that you can, you can um, turn into a better business owner by delegating it out is that I don't make my pieces anymore. I right. haven't made a, I haven't made a full piece um, from start to finish in over three years. Wow. Yes. I mean, it makes sense. It's all delegated. Yeah. It's yeah. all delegated now. Yeah. I cannot grow and create. Right. I have to. I My passion is behind the growing. Yeah. My passion is behind the teaching and the coaching, mm -hmm. um, all of that. And so once I figured out where I was happy in the business, and some people, I have I have calls with them, and they're like, all, Dana, all I want to do for the next 20 years is just to create. I'm like, great. Then you hire out all the admin stuff. You right. hire out all the mm -hmm. social the media. Like, stuff. go yeah. for it. 
right. figure out what piece of it that you want to be yours mm-hmm. and figure out how to get the rest of it off your plate. Yeah. The control part Mm -hmm. is what I'm currently struggling with um, because I actually had to kind of hire my first employee and that was my husband. And I had to um, pass off the easier part of um, the things things. I do and shipping um, the keychain thingies that I sell. And it was really hard for me because, I mean... I, I'm, um, I'm a perfectionist. So even down to like how the tape looks on the package matters yes. to me and how yes. the sticker and like, you know, that it's not like crooked yep. or just thrown on there, or, you know, those kind of things. And so it's really hard for me to, to pass that on to someone and expect them to do it like me. And again, I can't, I, on in one sense, I can't expect him to do it like I do it because I've been doing it for at least that part of my business for a year and he right. has not. So I can't expect it to look the same way. And I've also learned a lot in that year. Like I've learned that <coughs> I need to, <coughs> excuse me, I need to put the tape this way or I need like the sticker goes best here or, you know, right. like he, he hasn't gone through that to learn those things. And so I'm struggling with that now because I mean, I, I can't do it on my own or I, I try and then I lose my mind. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm, we're getting, I'm getting to that point where I'm having to figure out what I can outsource and yes, you know, what he can help me with and teaching him to help me. And it's hard because in the beginning you're doing it as, as, uh, out of necessity because you need the help. But then right. when you are getting the help, it takes longer at first. Right. And uh-huh. I remember like when I was showing him the first few days, I'm like, I could have done this in half the time or a quarter of the yes. time. And then I'm like, no, th- it's going to help me in the end. And then like the next few days when he did all of them for me, there was like 13 of them or something like that. And all I had to do was print the shipping labels. And yes. I'm like, Okay, this is where <laughs> this uh-huh. is where it helps yes. me because I've done you you do the training initially and yes it'll take a little bit longer and whatever but you're setting it up so that you know you can do other stuff. Yes. yes. You know. <laughs> so I have found in having enough conversations with people when you kind of get to this point about um, needing to scale at least a mm-hmm. little bit maybe not you maybe not trying to scale to my my. Uh, right. place of seven figures but just yeah. scaling bigger than you are yeah um it's a mindset thing more than anything totally. of just figuring out and learning that you know what i cannot do it all and so a cool thing that i've i've um had people have realizations with is if you go back and look at how much money you made last year right um and and that's hard in the first couple of years because uh, so much of the money just goes back into the business but mm-hmm. um if say say your business made um, a certain number of dollars last year. Look yeah. at how many hours you put into that right. and figure out basically what your hourly rate was that you made. Okay. And if that hourly rate, say that comes out to like, and, and I'm not saying this as a, as a, a benchmark for you to right. feel yeah. bad about yourself. If you're not making $20 an hour or right. $75 an hour or whatever, there it is, yeah. whatever it is. But if you're at the point where you have calculated that and say that number comes out to $25 an hour, yeah. anything that you can hire somebody to do for less than that $25 an hour rate, 
Yeah. Guess what? It frees up more time to make that 25 jump to 75, right. to jump to mm -hmm. 150, to jump, whatever that exactly, be. Exactly, yeah. And so when you looked at that and went, okay, yeah, that first day of training him might have been really, really rough. Right. But then you gained all that time back on day number two. Right. Well, look what you get to do with that time. Right. No longer does that time get spent at a at a 11 hour, $11 mm -hmm. an hour rate. It now gets to go to or, towards growth or the right. next punch list item and that mindset the shift of going okay my time needs to be spent on the next thing or the next growth or the next problem mm -hmm. or the next fire to put out right um you have to hand off the things that no longer are necessary for you in order to do anything for right. growth exactly yeah it's it's so mindset related right. yeah <laughs> so um you know in the same sense of expanding to employees expanding mm -hmm. i guess like outside of wherever you started whether that be your garage right. your or home, yeah. your home like how yeah like like how did you find that like when was it time for you to expand and then how did you make that decision and how did it feel absolutely yeah so the evolution of this was that we were in the basement of my first house um i outgrew that um it's probably about a year and a half um, and keep in mind, if I could go back and do this all over again, I would make something way smaller. Like <laughs> the fact that I chose the fact that I chose door reads probably did me in from right. day one. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so like space has always been an issue for me. But a lot of people who work with laser stuff are dealing with big pieces of wood and yeah. stuff too. Mm -hmm. So it's not uncommon. I mean, yes, if you make keychains, you might have a little longer that you can last in your basement than me, but not much. Right. Um, well, I mean, so, I sell keychain accessories. And uh -huh. they're small, but they're taking yeah. over my house yes. because I have yep. like, I don't know how many options now at this yep. point. And cause that's what I was like, no, I can, I can, cause I never really wanted to get into blank selling because we don't yes. have the space for me to store all of the blanks. And then, then right. I just started with the keychain thingies and I'm like, these are tiny. Like I can store these anywhere yep. and I, I could. And then it just grew into yep. what it is now. And I'm, yep, definitely running out of space. Yep. I'm literally yep. surrounded by <laughs> new inventory Stuff. that I'm like trying Stuff. to like go through and organize and find a space for yes. where we have zero space. Yeah. So we started in the basement of my first house and um, it was this, again, it was a mindset thing of like, it, we didn't really know if this was going to be a thing. It was still a side hustle. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we did decide to purchase a different house that had a full basement in it. Um, it's got a full mother-in-law, um, three bedrooms, a kitchen, everything. Nice. Um, and I was like, oh, that this, I'll just move the whole thing there. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to, we had other personal reasons to move our kids into a different county for schools mm, and right. et cetera. Mm. So it all, it all kind of combined worked out. together. Um, I outgrew that basement in three years. Um, wow. So now we have a full empty basement sitting in a house that um is just not necessary anymore right. but i mean we we will do other things with it yeah but, um so after three years it became um i had i was at the point where i had just quit my job um and we were looking at it going okay this is literally stifling my growth because i have nowhere else to put this i we were pushing my my driveways at a slight incline so we would have the um, lift gate deliveries taken at the end of the driveway and we would have to help the, dr the truck oh, driver man. push them up the driveway. Wow. Um, like it was a whole thing. It was like it, when you are at that point of growth and you are just doing what has to get done, like I get it. Right. <laughs> I've been there. Um, but it became, it just became too much. And so we started to look around 
Um, and we are in kind of like big warehouse Amazon country. So mm-hmm. they don't really look at you if you, unless you want a hundred thousand square feet to rent. Right. Um, so we, we struggled with kind of finding what that was. So I ended up finding a, a square, a 6,000 square foot warehouse that we rented out. Um, and it was, it was in our budget. It was, it was reasonable and helpful. Um, and we, that only lasted for two years. We outgrew that and it got to wow. the point where, um, we figured out kind of what our family goals were in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made more sense. Um, again, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm kind of teaching my husband <laughs> the whole ropes of that. Like you were talking Same, about with yeah. him. Yes. Yes. And so <laughs> real estate has become a piece of our family story. Um, and so now we, when we when we outgrew that, um, first actual warehouse, uh, we decided to purchase the next ones, mm, um, nice. because I could realistically get to the place where I could, the mortgage on that was less than anything I could rent. Right. Mm. Yeah. And so now we're gaining the equity off of it. And uh, now we've done it with two different warehouses. Nice. Wow. Yes. Yes. So one so thing. It, 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 it grew with the idea of it helps the business, but it also kind of helps this grow. Right. This goal right. of owning more real yeah, estate. Personally yeah, personally and financially as well. Yeah. Correct. It grows yeah. the brand. Absolutely. All and the things. So um, when when you were talking about quitting your jobs and so did your husband quit as well? Does he do this full time now? And was that's a very interesting question. (laughs) 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 His, his actual last day is two days from now. Wow. Congrats. Hashtag goals. Yes. This is what we were talking about yesterday. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask you. It was kind of like advice, like how, like what, how did you know you were ready one for you to quit and then two for him to quit? Yeah. So mine was a really poignant moment. I remember sitting on the stairs in my living room, um, just, just crying. Mm -hmm. I was, it was the middle of tax season. It was about this time. Um, you get to mid March during tax season and you are just done. Like you're spent. It's exhausting. Um, and it was mid March. I remember just sitting there crying and I was like, I cannot keep doing this. I cannot keep mm-hmm. doing this. Um, and at that point, I had had my third child. So I had um, I had my daughter in May of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ended up quitting in 2017. But we got to the point of um, looking at it and going, okay, this is March. This is hell. Let's get through this. I can't, like, right, throw in the towel yet. Now, but, yeah. but after it got to, to after April 15th, we said, okay, we're going to see what it looks like to go down part-time even more part-time than I was. So I went down to two days. I was only working two days a week just to see like, if it like took our family under, you know, we we are not like just jump in both feet type of people. We are Mm going to plan it out to the nth degree. Um, So I stayed at just two days a week for the entire summer. Um, And you know what? My business grew (laughs) and we did not lose our house and we did not lose all of our money and it did not do all the things that we feared it would do. It did the opposite. And so we made them the plan to bestie actually just tried to quit and they Uh convinced her to stay part time and told her she could make her hours and she chose two days a week. And I'm excited for her because I mean, once she gets the, she wasn't leaving because she hated her job. She was leaving mm-hmm. because she wanted more time to grow her business and she right. could only do so much, you know, having a full-time job. And so, yes. you know, a part-time, she didn't even really like one, she didn't want to like force them to do that, but she also kind of wanted the time, but this was kind of like the perfect 
scenario and that she gets that cushion of like, God forbid something doesn't work how, how you think it's going to with yeah. her business, she still has that kind of to, to fall back on. So it's like a nice right. and that's, soft <laughs> transition. And I, I will be interested to see like a year from now, she, she may not be at that job at all. Right. Because it, it may just be that she it needed could that still mindset release. Too. Right. I mean, that, that it, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that probably my husband's situation is, is, somewhat similar to yours in that mm-hmm. he just held on to the idea of the corporate that you have to work for the man yes because it's what the world tells you you have to do well and, and so yeah john he never really he wanted to, to work for himself he's oh he told yeah. me he he kind of started something with um a, a co-worker in colorado when we were back in colorado and he was yeah. he liked that because that guy was the one who was going to like find the jobs and find the the right. video shoots and he was just like tell me where to go and i'll show up he didn't want to be the person to like look for that kind of stuff right. but what we realized was that's because that wasn't what interested him and right. now we've found like this podcast and a couple other things that he actually has like uh, an interest in doing and it's yep. so it's just like you got to kind of find your thing and now we found yes. our th- his thing and we just kind of have to you know go through that motion of like when is the right time right to let go of that piece right. and that's the Absolutely. hard question yeah you definitely don't want to trade complacency in a corporate job for complacency of something else you've created for yourself right. Right. it has to be something that like you want to get out of bed for and you're okay right. to like on those stressful days or the days when mm-hmm. all the things are just crashing and burning mm-hmm. you have to have a reason and a why and, right um it, it it it's very hard it has been very hard um, to kind of shift that mindset in him, but mm-hmm. he's, he's done. <laughs> yeah. He's, we're, we're, we, we have, we have fully shifted. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I think he'll get to that point too, because again, I was, you know, brought up the conversation yesterday because I had noticed he kind of was just like sprinkling, you know, those, mm-hmm. um, those just comments of like, it would be nice if this I you know, nice. have yeah. more time yeah. and I wish I could do this more or I wish I had more time to dedicate to this part of the podcast or whatever. And so he's he's getting there. It's just to the point of, you know, now, you know, we're going to have to – we have insurance through his job. And so now we have yep. to figure out that part of it. Right. And now it's a numbers yep. game. Yeah. Oh, how much do we have to make on this Riley Black side – to yep. you know cover everything all of those conversations have been had <laughs> in yeah. tenfold, tenfold in this right. household for the last right. two years yes yes and so yep. what was that point for you did you have like a certain goal of like uh income or sales or was it like a, a time thing or like what what was that point for you that he was finally just what was his point that he was done and like ready. Um, I mean, realistically, it was more just from being um, in a corporate environment that didn't value him mm, um, yes. in a way that That's where like, I was. It, he he got to the place where it, like he didn't want to get out of bed every morning because he knew that nobody cared whether or not he did a good job. And right. he, you know, it was just it was just a hard um, thing, which yeah. some some of them valued him, right. but it was definitely not a. Um, it's not 100% across a, the board, it, yeah. 
he just he just didn't get rewarded for the hard work that he put in and yeah. and that's a lot of big corporate like it, yep. it's a very different thing when you work for yourself and you can literally see that okay if i just if i sit here and just work on my etsy shop for another two hours i will see a right. benefit from that yes whereas corporate doesn't necessarily work like that no <laughs> yeah and so it just it just got to the point where it just his happiness is just not there right um and so i mean it's it's a shift for us for mm -hmm. sure financially of just making sure um we had some things that we wanted to pay off and get in order mm, and right, certain okay. emergency funds that we yeah. wanted to build up in that um because we sat down several years ago and kind of figured out what our family values are and our individual values and one and of mine is like to... security yeah when you yeah. when so when it, planning your business you have to kind of align yes. those two because i yes. remember you know my my friend she interviewed me like a long time ago for her blog and she was like you know how big do you want this to go and i'm like i don't i don't want to be massive and not right. be able to i don't want to be the business owners that can't do anything because they have to do it all themselves and there's you know that I don't want to make 150,000 a year or 350,000 a year and right. not be able, not have any time to do anything with it with my family. Right. Right. So, right. you know, it's, it's, yeah. I want to grow slowly. I want to work on the passive income side yes. of things so that I can be like, like my Etsy, my digital shop. Like it's, it is a little sad right now because I don't have time to dedicate to the literally five or six different pieces of my business. I can't, I was right. telling him last night that I can't show each one the attention it needs because I have so much going on that yes. something kind of falls through, but having that Etsy and being able to like get, you know, I think I got a $80 payment today, you know, and I was like, I, I didn't do <laughs> anything really right. besides manage my messages and create the files on the front end. So right. yeah, it's just finding what business model works for you as right. far as your business values and your family values. Right. Yeah. And so you're, it wasn't necessarily a, a, a income goal that we needed for the business or anything like mm -hmm. that. It was, it was just a, um, just being comfort, comfortable in what mm -hmm. we had saved up right. um, and being comfortable that we had a, a plan for what he was going to do. We yeah. didn't want him to just come in and be what I call a box pusher. Like <laughs> right. that's, that's not going to make him happy either. Right. You know? Yeah. So it was, it was formulating what this new, um, like vision for what he, like, and, and this, it, I, <laughs> I made him aware, like whatever we've kind of said, this is going to be six months from now, it's probably going to look way different right. because right. you've never had the freedom to like, pick your job and your favorite pieces. So <laughs> right. we have an idea of what it will look like, but we're also open to the fact Shifting that if it, he comes if you, into yeah. this and something else like lights his heart on fire, yeah. like go for it, dude. So what is he, so what's the f like first thing I guess that you're trying? He's, so he's going to help. Um, we do have um, just some efficiencies to create inside mm -hmm. of our warehouse. And he's very good at that in his day to day job mm -hmm. of, um, creating systems and making things better and looking at it big picture. Yeah. I don't have the ability to do that inside right. of the warehouse side of my job. So um, the goal for us originally is to kind of help him look at that and just revamp it, make yeah. it better. Um, and then um, he kind of just gets free reign to design things with the laser nice. um, to, nice. to put them up, get the blanks, get all of that going. 
Um, and that way there's, it's not just doing the warehouse side. It's actually something that hopefully we can um, increase and grow uh, revenue side also. Right. So. And so how does yeah, the we'll design see. piece work as well? Do you have designers? Do you design them? Like, how does that work? Well, some of it, some of it we still just buy, like the files mm-hmm. and whatever, and it's just creating. Some of it's just blanks, and um, and but most of your um, customers and you probably in your designs that you mm-hmm. do now. So, like, I'm not a designer; he's not a designer. Right. Um, we don't have anybody on staff, so okay. some of it is just contracting that out if we need it, right? Um, or just figuring it out. Like, yeah, <laughs> we just we just make it up. Uh, but my point was going to be is a lot of ours has evolved even even outside of the laser work, just handmade items in general mm-hmm. from what the customer have asked for so they right. look at this and they're like oh i like this to 75 can you change this or tweak it yeah. and it's like oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and so it's it's changing and evolving and growing based off what our customers By the request. tell us yeah yes yep yep nice so okay. we'll the, we'll we're not pigeonholing ourselves really into anything on that side yet um like i said the the kind of the blanks and any of that stuff um we have all the we have the rotary we have that like I, do I want to become a Tumblr business? No, yeah. but I can crank out. I can crank out a right. crazy amount of tumblers on, actually, on my laser if I need to. So, so yeah. today is Pi Day, yes. which is you know the three fourteen. Um, I purchased my first fancy rotary today, and it's the new Pyburn that just uh-huh. came out that was announced today. So I'm actually, I'm really excited about doing that. Cause I mean, my, my laser did come with a, like, I think it's called the Chuck rotary. Um, uh-huh. They're a little bit harder. Like they take a little bit more work to like get set up and get leveled and mm. that right. kind of stuff. And I just didn't, that didn't uh, excite me, <laughs> was, yeah. you know, taking everything out of my laser and setting it up. And then, you know, yeah. y- it's only really feels worth it when you have several cup orders. And it's like, right. how do you get to that point if you're just starting with cups, right. <laughs> you know, because to do all yeah. that for one or two cups is is no fun. So yeah, <laughs> I'm excited about um, that's awesome getting the the rotary because I, I tumblers are huge and they've been huge for a long time and it doesn't really yeah. seem to be going away because people always like customized cups so, sounds like so, we got right. some merch on the horizon oh, good idea i didn't even think of that you didn't think of that How no, you think of my that? brain is thinking about six other parts oh, okay. of this business that's why right right <laughs> so so you said that and, and one of my biggest um suggestions to people is when they're at this place where you, you have ideas like just write them down even yes. if you just right. have a notebook that you my don't that you... <laughs> notepad in my iphone is so oh, yeah, long yeah. it's ridiculous yeah because <laughs> yeah. if you get to the place where you're like oh i delegated that out that's yeah. going really well what do i spend my time doing yeah well, so you actually, could spend hours sitting there figuring out what the next step is it, or you I've could go it. to your list <laughs> yeah or you could go to your list that says okay these are the next things i want to tackle well so yeah. we have um our friend amanda her sister is actually coming this week to help watch the kids so I, it's it's a good thing I have some of those lists because I can then go to those lists and yep. be like, Oh, this is what, because I'm so used to not having a free moment when I have mm-hmm. a free moment, I don't know 
how to spend it and then I end up yes. wasting it. And like yes. the other day I was telling him I had it was kind of the opposite in that I had so much to do. I didn't want to do any of it. I was just like kind of overwhelmed by like which one is more important and am I forgetting something that, you know, right. it really is more important than whatever I chose. And so I had to sit down and make a list and like prioritize like okay what are some things that I can knock out real quick and then right. after that what are the th- things that are um uh priority and then you know what are the things that are going to like make me money or <laughs> you know what i mean right so yeah yes <laughs> all those pieces are important don't yeah. just spin your wheels on the admin stuff right. it has to be things that make money yes mhm yeah so and now is the transition into uh, getting people to help. We're trying to, it's, yep. we've spent so much time trying to find, you know, the, the daycare part of it. Because again, you know, tending to an eight month old, I, it's a right. lot of kind of like half focusing. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> I need someone to take that so that I can like really focus on things, you know, a hundred percent and yeah. Yeah. It's hard. (laughs) So one step at a time. Right. (laughs) Yeah. We have, um, we have like a trial with, um, uh, like a babysitter slash nanny, um, next Monday and it, it seems promising. So, um, we'll see, this is kind of our like second attempt and we had several attempts in between of, you know, people would like reach out and then they would stop responding or yeah. they'd say that they were interested and then they changed their mind. And so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's hard because you've, you're putting all of this time and effort into trying to make your life easier. And then you kind of end up like, I mean, some of it feels wasted because you don't, you still don't have the help. You're spending all this time, you know, looking for it. And it's just, I mean, it's just like employees. It's, you know, finding the time to hire and interview and train. And then if it doesn't work out, it's like, oh, (laughs) you know. And you feel, you feel in limbo. Yeah. Because you're just waiting. Right. Because that's where we're at right now is it's, it's hard because I'm just like so many parts of my business are ready to like grow, but I, I can't (laughs) because I just don't have the time. So I'm excited to have that help. That, that'll be, that'll be hopefully yeah. life and business crossed. changing for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, if you could give the question we've been asking everybody this year, if you could give a bit of advice to someone either new starting out or struggling, what would that be? Yeah. So I think for me, it's, it's figuring out kind of where you want it to go and knowing mm-hmm. that, um, that that is allowed to evolve. But also in doing that, like your, your um, ending doesn't have to look exactly like mine Mm. that, and, and also that my, um, my story is hopefully inspirational, but it don't let it overwhelm you. So take the, so the, the, I guess the, the point I'm trying to make with that is when you look at people who are ahead of you in the game, Mm -hmm. um, don't let it paralyze you. Just look at it and go, Oh, I really like how they're doing that. I can and will implement this at some point. And it's literally just taking a step each day forward um, because it will look, you'll be able to look back six months from now and go, okay, look how far I've come. Look at the steps You didn't get there overnight. It was a bunch of little like baby steps along the way that set up. And so you can go look at, 
what all these laser people who are like, I've gone viral 17 times. And it's like, <laughs> oh, well, right. I can't, I can't do it. Uh, like, yeah. I could just never do that. So right. I'm just not going to get out of bed. Right. Well, no, that's not the idea. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> your story and your journey is different and, you're, yeah. and, and all of it comes into play. So, well, yeah, and just going viral isn't like, it sounds glorious, but it it's not <laughs> like it. It right. can the uh, it can be, and there are glorious sides to it. But I know that some people kind of fixate fixate on that, and it's gonna be. Right. It's always the thing you never plan to go viral, so you can't right. go into it planning for a viral moment because you won't right. get it. You kind of just have right. to go about your day to day, and if it happens, it's gonna happen on that video that you spent no time on, it's not going to be right. that video or that reel right. or that TikTok that you t- took right. you three hours. Right. That's going to be the and one that gets probably, four views. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a bad example in my, um, in my scenario there yeah, telling but, people what they're comparing to. Yes. Yeah, so you don't, you can't really work necessarily at going viral, but you can definitely look at somebody else's business and say, okay, sure. they're way farther yes. along than me. Yeah. yeah no, I was yeah. just mentioning that because I see it a lot. Of, I see people get fixated on that in the Facebook groups and, and I, yes. I'm posting all of this on my TikTok and I'm not getting any views or I'm not, yeah. my sales aren't blowing up. And it's like, that's, that's not the only piece. And if, if that one piece isn't working, try something else or right. find a coach in the thing that you want to grow and a coach right. that's been successful or, you know what I mean? So yep. it yep. just, I, I always see people fixating on, on that viral moment. And I just wanted yeah. to like touch on that. It's Absolutely. not all sunshine and rainbows that it, it can <laughs> yeah. be sudden growth can actually completely shut you down if you're not yeah. prepared for it, or if you don't yeah. know how to like stifle it or, or um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, so when I went viral with my ornaments, again, I was trying to sell everything off and then someone shared a TikTok about the ornaments right. and it blew up. Right. And I was like, no, 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 no. Right. I was, I was done. I was, done I was cutting off orders. I was newly pregnant. I hadn't even yeah. announced it. I was tired yeah. and miserable. And so I had to limit orders. I had to charge a lot. And I even right. told the customers, I'm like, you can get this cheaper, but if you want it from yeah. me, right. this is how much that I charge or if twenty you know something somebody, dollars for my own if ornaments. If you know somebody with a laser, you can buy the file. Buy the file. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was pushing the file. Like, if you know someone with a laser, <laughs> buy the right. file and have them make the ornament for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just just enjoy your journey and just take your own steps forward. But yeah. um, each little piece that you take is is going to better your business. Um, you just may not see it immediately. Right. It's all, right. it's all, it's all raising the tide basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so where would people find you if they wanted to find out more about you and your coaching and all that stuff? Yeah. So my, as I said, my passion is handmade at Amazon. Um, I do have a Facebook group. It's just called Dana Midkiff dash handmade at Amazon on Facebook. Okay. Um, uh, it's, it's usually easier, um, to just direct people to, uh, Dana mm-hmm. Uh, the Facebook group is on there. So it's M I D K I F F. Um, but that's, it's going to have handmade Amazon stuff on there, mm-hmm. but it's also just all of this that we talked about. I, right. I'm talking about growing a handmade business, scaling mindset, all of that. Like I'm your girl. I will, I will chat this all day long with yeah. anybody who wants to listen. <laughs> And one, um, one, I guess one last bit that I, I don't think we got to, um, does Amazon or what is the piece that Amazon takes mm, yeah. from, from yeah. your selling? So, 
So that's a great question. Amazon, just the flat fee, if you are fulfilling the order just like you do from Etsy, it's going to be 15%. And okay. so people are kind of balking at the Etsy. Uh, oh if my you're gosh. listening to this later, yes. Etsy is raising their fees um, in this time frame that we're currently recording this in. <laughs> yeah. And people are losing their minds. They are. It's and frustrating I, me. And I don't care because yeah. I am selling on a platform that already takes away more than that. But I will pay it day in well, and day out because of the number of eyes that I get. Right. Exactly. If it's not something, if you can't absorb it in your price and still make yep. a profit, you raise yep. your prices. Correct. <laughs> you know that yep. you don't you don't eat those those fees. And depending on right. how you're doing your accounting, like those fees, you know, are accounted for. And absolutely. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. You just, if you so, if you're pricing correctly, then yes. the fees are just part of that pricing. Mm -hmm. And there's other fees that go into it. That if you've had somebody um, tell you Amazon things, um, we didn't even get into the whole FBA where you can have Amazon fulfill it. That is oh, additional right. fees. So if you've okay. heard if you've heard people throw out an exorbitant, crazy Amazon percentage, remember that there's lots of scenarios. But just yeah. Apples to apples, selling it on Amazon versus selling it on Etsy and shipping it to the customer. Yeah. If you're fulfilling it exactly that same way, Amazon's right. cut is going to be 15%. Okay. Yeah. Well, and it's a much yeah. bigger audience, too, if you're going to compare it's, the two. Uh, again, <laughs> right. I, will pay it, I will pay it day in and day out, hands right. down, yeah. because of the number of, of the, the, just the audience size. Yeah, yeah for sure. Right. Absolutely. Well, thanks for your time. Thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, that'll do it. That's another great episode of the Riley Black Project with Crystal and John. Bye. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> Maybe we're all done. <laughs>